inert heap of rags in the middle of the road. A crowd gathered magically with a couple of policemen and the bus driver as its nucleus. But Hamer's eyes were riveted in horrified fascination on that lifeless bundle that had once been a man, a man like himself. He shuddered as at some menace. "'Dow you blime yourself, Gabna,' remarked a rough-looking man at his side. "'They couldn't have done nothing. He was done for anyways.' Hamer stared at him. The idea that it was possible in any way to save the man had quite honestly never occurred to him. He scouted the notion now as an absurdity. Why, if he had been so foolish, he might at this moment. His thoughts broke off abruptly, and he walked away from the crowd. He felt himself shaking with a nameless, unquenchable dread. He was forced to admit to himself that he was afraid, horribly afraid of death, death that came with dreadful swiftness and remorseless certainty to rich and poor alike. He walked faster, but the new fear was still with him, enveloping him in its cold and chilling grasp. He wondered at himself, for he knew that by nature he was no coward. Five years ago, he reflected, this fear would not have attacked him, for then life had not been so sweet. Yes, that was it. Love of life was the key to the mystery. The zest of living was at its height for him. It knew but one menace, death, the destroyer. He turned out of the lighted thoroughfare. A narrow passageway between high walls offered a shortcut to the square where his house, famous for its art treasures, was situated. The noise of the street behind him lessened and faded. The soft thud of his own footsteps was the only sound to be heard. And then out of the gloom in front of him came another sound. Sitting against the wall was a man playing the flute. One of the enormous tribe of street musicians, of course, but why had he chosen such a peculiar spot— Surely at this time of night the police— Hamer's reflections were interrupted suddenly as he realized with a shock that the man had no legs. A pair of crutches rested against the wall beside him. Hamer saw now that it was not a flute he was playing, but a strange instrument whose notes were much higher and clearer than those of a flute. The man played on. He took no notice of Hamer's approach. His head was flung far back on his shoulders— as though uplifted in the joy of his own music, and the notes poured out clearly and joyously, rising higher and higher. It was a strange tune. Strictly speaking, it was not a tune at all, but a single phrase, not unlike the slow turn given out by the violins of Rienzi, repeated again and again, passing from key to key, from harmony to harmony, but always rising and attaining each time to a greater and more boundless freedom. It was unlike anything Hamer had ever heard. There was something strange about it, something inspiring and uplifting. It, He caught frantically with both hands to a projection in the wall beside him. He was conscious of one thing only, that he must keep down. At all costs, he must keep down. He suddenly realized that the music had stopped. The legless man was reaching out for his crutches. And here was he, Silas Hamer, clutching like a lunatic at a stone buttress, for the simple reason that he had had the utterly preposterous notion, absurd on the face of it, that he was rising from the ground, that the music was carrying him up.
He laughed. What a wholly mad idea. Of course his feet had never left the earth for a moment, but what a strange hallucination. The quick tap, tapping of wood on the pavement told him that the cripple was moving away. He looked after him until the man's figure was swallowed up in the gloom. An odd fellow. He proceeded on his way more slowly. He could not efface from his mind the memory of that strange, impossible sensation when the ground had failed beneath his feet. And then, on an impulse, he turned and followed hurriedly in the direction the other had taken. The man could not have gone far. He would soon overtake him. He shouted as soon as he caught sight of the maimed figure swinging itself slowly along. Hi! One minute! The man stopped and stood motionless until Hamer came abreast of him. A lamp burned just over his head and revealed every feature.